Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled Journey Unsinkable Faith, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on April 28, 2019. All right, we're just going to move forward then? All right, good deal. Well, this video that was going to be on the screen was about a man that fell into a hole. And in our passage today, we see Jeremiah come to a place in his life where um, he goes through a really hard moment. It's a difficult time for Jeremiah in this moment. And I don't know about you guys, if, you, if you've ever found yourself in a hole, in a place where maybe that no matter what someone said to you or no matter what someone did for you, that you just didn't seem to find your way out of this hole. Well, this morning as we, we look at this passage in Jeremiah 38, we'll see that, that Jeremiah finds himself in this place And uh, there's an aspect and a dynamic that I think is very reflective for us today in regards to having an unsinkable faith. Having a faith that is our own, a faith that we own. And in our passages today, uh, we'll read a little bit more about what it is to move towards that unsinkable faith. So if you would, let's, let's pray together and then we'll read the word of God. Father, we come before you and we just thank you for these moments. We thank you that, that even though there's awkwardness and sometimes a pause or a distraction in our life, Father, that you are there, that you are with us and you are in the midst of us, Father. And so as we open our hearts and open our ears and our minds to you, Father, uh, we, we pray this morning that you would speak to us, Father. There's something in your word that you have for us today, Father, and we're here We're here waiting expectantly, knowing that you will speak to us and teach us and show us the things you have for us, Father. Faith is something that we're discovering. Faith is something that that we're moving towards, Father. And I pray that as we do and as we go on this journey, that we would uh, just seek after you, that we would look to you on this journey, Father. Thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for your love and grace. Thank you for these people and just their hearts to serve you, walk with you, and to live for you. We pray your blessing on our time. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. In Jeremiah chapter 30, I'd like to just read the first six verses, and then we'll move from here. And uh, if you don't know uh, how to say these words in here, just so you know, I don't either. All right? I'm just kidding. All right. Now, Shephatiah, the son of Metan, and Jedaliah, the son of Peshur, Jukal, and the son of Shelemiah and Peshur, the son of Malchiah, heard the words that Jeremiah was saying to all the people. Thus says the Lord, He who stays in the city shall die by the sword, by famine and by pestilence. But he who goes out to the Chaldeans shall live. He shall, she, he shall have his life as a prize of war and live. Thus says the Lord, the city shall surely be given into the hands of the army of the king of Babylon and be taken. Then the officials said to the king, let this man be put to death, for he is weakening the hands of the soldiers who are left in this city and the hands of all the people by, seeking, by speaking such words to them. For this man is not seeking the welfare of the people, but their harm. King Zedekiah said, Behold, he is in your hands, for the king can do nothing against you. So they took Jeremiah and they cast him into the cistern of Malchiah, the king's son, which was in the court of the guard, letting Jeremiah down by ropes. And there was no water in the cistern, but only mud. And Jeremiah sank in the mud. 
See, we see here that Jeremiah comes to one of the toughest seasons in his life. Death is upon him and the people are upset because of the things that he is saying. See, in this moment, Jeremiah's faith is being tested. So I want us to think about as we read this and we think about the life of Jeremiah and all that we've read up until this point, I want us to think about our own faith. And what would we do if we were faced with a similar circumstance where we found ourselves in a pit at the brink of death? See, I know in our culture today, we don't have to really worry about death in relation to our faith. But there's moments when we face such hardships because of our faith, because we're sharing our faith, because we're telling others about our faith, that almost seems like we're up against all odds. The dynamic of an unsinkable faith is kind of uh, portrayed here. And what Jeremiah and the way he responds and what he does through these moments make all the difference to help us as we discover what it means to have an unsinkable faith. So I just want to offer us a few ways this morning that, that you and I can move towards a stronger faith. The first thing that we see is that we are to put our faith in God's word. If you look at verse 2 of our passage, it says, Thus says the Lord. Did you catch that part? See, these are the words of God. He says, He who stays in the city shall die by the sword, by famine and by pestilence. But he who goes out to the Chaldeans shall live. He shall have life as a prize of war and live. Would you imagine with me for a moment that God is speaking to you right now? That, that maybe he's telling you something that he wants you to do. Maybe there's something this last week that God is moving or stirring your heart and telling you that he's asking you to do. And it doesn't completely make sense because you, you hear God's word. You hear his voice. You, you read God's word and you see what God wants for you in your life. And it's no different than what's happening here. Jeremiah comes to the people and he says, this is what God wants you to do. He says he wants you to move away from the city so that you might have life. But if we look at the picture, if we look at what's transpiring here, there's a dynamic that we see in our own lives. See, we don't always trust in what God's word says. We don't always believe in what God's word says for our lives because if we do, then we move away from things that we're comfortable with. There's things that, that we enjoy and we like in our life. And I got to imagine for these people at this moment in this time, that's what they were saying. Hey, you know what? Everything's good in the city. <laughs> life is going well. Yeah, there may be some opposition outside the gates, but hey, we're okay in here. We're safe. See, but God speaks to us through his word. See, I think these men were thinking the same way that, that sometimes you and I think. You know, th these words really aren't from God. This is just man kind of sharing. This is just a pastor sharing a message and, and just saying what he thinks. See, sometimes we think that God doesn't speak to us, much less would he tell us to move out of our comfort spot or a comfortable place that we're in. Well, I tell you, maybe, maybe at times we won't hear this audible voice of God, but I will tell you that through God's word, through the Bible, God speaks to you and I. God has a word for you today. God has a word for you every single day. If you would just open it up and read it 
and wait expectantly for him to speak to you. See, I can make you a lot of promises, but one promise that I can stand behind because I've experienced it myself is that God will speak to you through his word. But you have to be willing to listen. You have to be willing to accept God's word and move towards what the, the things that God wants for you in your life. You know, the, the parable of the sower is probably the greatest example to you and I about what it means to, to hear God's word and not only hear it, but let it penetrate our lives. Listen to what Jesus says in Mark chapter 4, verse 24. He says, pay attention to what you hear. He says, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and still more will be added to you. And then he goes on to say in that same passage that what God gives, he also takes away. See, we have God's word. We have his Bible. We have the word of God to speak to us and teach us and show us the things that he has for us. And there's power in God's word. And it moves us to the things and the places where God wants us. And sometimes, yes, God will move us out of our comfort zones. You know, there was a, a point in, in my wife, in my wife's life and my own where we just sensed a calling from God. We sensed God speaking to us and he wanted to do some things in our lives, but we were pretty darn comfortable in where we were. But we sensed this stirring. And so we, we just simply got on our knees together as a husband and wife and we, we stood in the presence of God. And at this time there was this old song that simply, I don't know the whole song, but it simply said, God move or move me. And so we prayed a prayer that was reflective of that song. And I tell you what, God moved. God began to do something in our lives that has drawn us closer to Him in faith and closer to one another in faith. And all of those nevers that we kept saying in our life, they became forevers. Because I tell you, I wouldn't change what God has done in us and through us for anything that the world can give us today. See, God loves us so much that, that he wanna, wants to work through us and in us and he wants us to put our faith in his word. I want to ask you this morning, are you paying attention to what God is saying? Are you listening for his voice as you read his word? See, our understanding of an unsinkable faith comes from an understanding of what God is saying to us, to you and I. Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 and 2 Say, if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord, your God, being careful to do all his commandments, keyword all, that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. See, again, Jesus says, pay attention to what you hear. And with the measure you use it, it will be added to you. See, if you're paying attention and you know what God is telling you, then secondly here, you'll put your faith in God's sovereignty. Look at verse 3 of our passage. Again, thus says the Lord. Listen to what he says here. He says, this city shall surely be given into the hand of the army of the king of Babylon and be taken. Did you guys catch that? 
you got to pause here for a moment. So I want you to think about what, what God is telling Jeremiah to tell the people what he is saying. He's saying, surely, regardless of what you do or what you say or how you respond, I'm going to give this city over to the Babylonians. And it will be taken. See, in every moment that God speaks to us, in every moment that we have in our journey of faith, we have a choice. Our choice is simply to, to follow or not to follow. But we have to understand something that's very important that we see in this passage. Regardless whether or not we follow, regardless whether or not we go on this journey, God's still going to continue with us or without us. You might think in your mind right now, like, well, Floyd, that's kind of harsh, you know? God doesn't want to leave me behind. No, he doesn't. You're right. He doesn't want to leave you behind. But the reality that we have to think about, the reality that we have to understand is that we have to choose to follow. God is speaking, and the only choice that they have is to obey or not to obey. And it's no different than you and I. We have the choice to obey or not to obey. And see, this is where our faith in God's sovereignty comes into play. See, the word sovereignty just simply means that, that God has the power, that God has the control, and no matter what he asks us to do, that God is still in control, that God still has the power. It's not you and I. It's not because we can control things. It's not because we have the power. It's because God has the power. See, at this point, we see Jeremiah come to a place where his faith will be tested. And as this faith is tested, Jeremiah, just like you and I, has to make a decision. Will he trust in the sovereignty of God? See, if you and I believe that God is in control and we know that God is asking us to do something, which I think he asks us to do something every single day, then why wouldn't we just do it? See, because to just do it it takes faith. See, God told Jeremiah to follow him and that he would use him to do great things, that he would lift up and tear down and he would do all kinds of amazing things for God. But Jeremiah had a trust in the sovereignty of God. See, God holds the power, he has control, and he is able to do whatever he needs to ensure that he is glorified. 1 Chronicles 29, verses 11, 12. He says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For that all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you and rule over all. In your hands our power and might and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. See that passage is so powerful. It's something that speaks so loudly of the beauty of God's sovereignty. See God has the power. God has the victory and he will strengthen us each and every day as we put our faith in him. 
The third thing and the last thing that we see here in our passage is that we are to put our faith in God. If we want an unsinkable faith, it's just simply that we have to put our faith in God as a whole. In verse 17 of our chapter, it says, Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, if you will surrender, and I want you to circle that passage in your Bible, that little few words, if you will surrender to the officials of the king of Babylon, then your life shall be spared, and this city shall not be burned with fire, and you and your house shall live. See, again, at this point, we see Jeremiah come to a place where his faith is being tested. We know as we get to verse 17 that Jeremiah was rescued from the cistern. That someone came to his rescue. They helped him to get out. It was all a part of God's sovereignty, God's plan. He questions what might happen to him at this point because the king invites Jeremiah to come back and the king tells Jeremiah, hey, I need you to tell me the truth. But Jeremiah knows that the king has the power to kill him. So Jeremiah has to make a decision at this point. Will he put his faith in the king, the king who holds his mortal life, or will he put his faith in God, the king who holds his eternal life? See, it's a risk that Jeremiah chooses to take. He tells the king the truth. See, we, move, we see Jeremiah move past a moment of sinking to a moment of telling the truth regardless of the outcome. He put his faith in God. I, I want to ask you this morning, have you ever come to a place where you had to choose between God and man? If you haven't to this point, I want to tell you, you probably will at some point. And you might have already have and you've just not realized it. See, there's going to be a moment where we have to either choose to put our trust in man and trust whether this man or this woman or our kids or our family members or our friends or our co-workers will persecute us because of our faith. And we have to choose Will we put our trust in the kings of this world or the king of heaven and earth? See, he says, it, if you surrender, your life will be spared. See, I, I think those are words that God is speaking to you and I. If you surrender to me as king, know that you will be given eternal life. Your life will be spared you know, this is a reflection of what God says about being, not just being hearers of his word, but being doers, letting our faith move to action. In James chapter 1, verses 23 and 24, he says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he is like. See, just like Jeremiah, we too put our faith in God alone. 
See, there'll be many seasons, many trials. There'll be much opposition when it comes to our faith. And sadly enough, a lot of that opposition will come from the people that are closest to you and I. See, it'll come from family and friends. It'll come from coworkers, people we care about. And I, and I think the biggest part of that is because they haven't put their faith in God's word and what God is saying to them. They don't want to leave the city because the city is comfortable. To you and I, we have to take that step to, to do what God has asked us to do. And we have to trust in the power of God, in the sovereignty of God. We have to put our faith in God and know that no matter what God asks us to do, no matter how he moves us or the things that he tells us to move towards, that he is always in control. And God has the power even when we don't. Even when we don't think we're good enough or strong enough. See, there's going to be moments that we find ourselves in a pit. There'll be moments of despair, moments of, of struggles and trials. There'll be moments when we just feel like we can't get out of it and we'll seek after something to help us or we'll seek after someone to help us. I apologize that the video didn't play, but in the video you see this man encounter many different men that offered him a whole lot of advice on how to get out of the hole. But at the end of the video, we see one man we see one man that, that was the only one able to get this man out of the hole. And not only did he get him out, but he went down into the hole to get him. He pursued him and he helped lift him out of the hole. See, when we put our faith in God, that's what he does for you and I. He gets us out of the pits of despair. He moves us from the, the struggles and the trials and he moves us to a place of victory. See, but it's you and I putting our faith in him. I want to end our time together with what I believe is, is an encouraging word. Jesus speaking to you and I, reminding us today about who he is. It comes out of the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 33. He says... I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. See, you and I can have victory in Jesus, but we have to put our faith in him. You know, we, we've experienced a lot as we have gone through this journey through the book of Jeremiah. This will be the last chapter that we look at. There's about 11 more chapters. And I would encourage you to, to continue on if you haven't already reading these chapters because to me, Jeremiah is such a, a great picture of faith. Jeremiah faced opposition, not in his own power, but in the power of God. Jeremiah spoke and proclaimed boldly, not in his own power, but in the power of God. And I believe just like Jeremiah that God has called you and I to be that bold, to proclaim in the same ways that he is proclaiming. And yes, we will face opposition. Yes, there'll be moments when we have trials. There'll be moments when we feel like the sand is sinking under us. But Jesus says, do not fear. Take heart. I have overcome the world.
Will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? And I just want to take the next few moments to just pray together as a church, as a body of Christ. There's going to be many things that that we face together as a family and many things that we wrestle through together as a family. But this morning, I just kind of want to remind ourselves that we... We have these moments together. We have these opportunities together. We're not alone in any of this. Not only is God with us, but we have each other. So as we bow our hearts to God, let's pray together. Father, we just thank you for your love and for your grace. Father, we want to have faith of a mustard seed. Father, a faith that, that is so, so focused on you. So, so so just centered on who you are, Father, and your strength and your power to see how, how great you are, Father. But I know that, and I understand that, that if we don't know you, if we don't understand who you are and how big and great you are, Father, we'll never have that kind of a faith. So, Father, I pray this morning as, as a church family, as your body of, of believers, that, that as we continue on this journey together, that we would come together not only on Sunday mornings but throughout the week, that, that we would encourage each other on this journey of faith. Father, that we would point each other to your word, not to our opinions, not to the things that we think about per se, but to what you have for us, what you say, Father. That we would put our faith in your word, Father. And as we hear your word, as we listen to your voice speaking to us, Father, we would trust in the power, the power of your spirit as it guides us, as it leads us. Father, just as Jeremiah faced much opposition, just as Jeremiah came to places and points in his life where death was at his door, Father, I pray this morning that as we go through these trials and these struggles and and whatever comes our way, whatever season of life, Father, that we would always put our faith in you. Father, that we would trust and believe. Lord, I thank you for this this morning and I pray that you would just continue to guide us as a church, as a family. Father, that you would point us to the things that you'd have for us, Father. And Lord, that we would always, always be faithful. That we would just trust in you. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we give you glory. All in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.